Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, along with my co-host, Lauren Simonian, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real life emotional struggle, whether it's anxiety, depression, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. So today, Lauren and I are going to dig into the holiday season, the ups and the downs and the blues and all the other stuff that go along with the holidays. Hi, Lauren. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. Well, I, I don't think if I, I have you anymore, I think you're with me now from now on. So I guess that's true. So, so you don't have to keep thanking me. I should be <laughs> thanking you after uh, you've you've managed to really overshadow me the last few podcasts and everybody keeps writing in more Lauren, more Lauren. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Oh, I'm and I'm also, I'm also glad that you are humble. And uh, one thing I don't want you to get is a, a swollen head and start your own podcast. So stay with me, please. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. So here we are, Laura. We're in the holiday season, deep, knee deep into it. Hanukkah just ended uh, last night. And we're about to approach Christmas and then New Year. And we had a foot of snow here in New Jersey. And it, it certainly looks holiday season wise. Uh, just externally, but we know psychologically and internally, things are quite different this year. Isn't that right? That is definitely right. I think that there's a lot of emotion attached to the holidays generally. And I would assume that for most people this year, it might be even more intensified with all that's going on in the world. Mm. I, I don't think there's any question that there has to be a lot of confusion. Uh, this is not usual. We think back just a year ago, the holidays were much more social. Families getting together, traveling, seeing grandchildren and children from one side of the continent to the other. It's just that this year, it's, it's a whole different experience. You know, everyone is concerned, you know, who we've been in contact with, who they've been in contact with. This is the way it is to now. It's it's confusing. It's it's well, do you or don't you? Is this one okay? Is this person safe? Uh, my head keeps spinning with this. Does yours or do you have this down now? No, I think it's it's still it's just it goes against all of our human instincts because all of a sudden the people that we love and care about are our threats. And it's very confusing to process that. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, just a loved one, if you have suspicions that they've been shopping or going to Target or doing this or that, you know, all of a sudden now we, we start to feel threatened. Like, uh, well, what if they were here? And what if they're not telling the truth? And what if they're naive and not realizing? So we're almost becoming somewhat paranoid. Uh, I think that as we get you know, what I call uh, COVID fatigue, we tend to be more susceptible to our mind becoming even more kind of feeling endangered. Do you sense that? I think I, I do. <laughs> I do sense that. And I think that we all need to just find a way to look inside of ourselves and find that last bit of resilience, knowing that 
this will not last forever. I think for so much time, it's felt like, how is this still happening? And and I don't think anyone expected to be in the midst of the holiday season still experiencing and actually experiencing to a degree that we haven't yet even seen in terms of severity. Uh, you know, back in March, I don't think any of us had this this vision that we would still be here. But at least now there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's a long tunnel, as they keep saying. But at, at least if we just keep, you know, doing the best we can, we're, we'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing about tunnels, there's no side. You just have to go down. You can't, you can't go left or right. You just have to keep going to the end. You know, I know every week it just seems that you and I always bring up marathon uh, illusions here, and I'm going to do it once more just because I think it's it's pertinent to what you just said. In any race, whether it be a marathon or some other race, uh, when you're putting all out, all out, all out, and even when you're you're in the last hundred yards of a race and you see the finish line, you would think that you know there'd be a surge of energy, and 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 oftentimes that's not the case. It's it's like the the hardest period in a race is that last period where you're you're seeing the end in sight, but you're so exhausted and so fatigued that it requires even more of an effort to keep your mind in balance and to stay, you know, to the course. So I, I wonder, do you, do you think that when it comes to this COVID that we've come this far and we're we're really moving in now on a year and we get to a point where even though we see lights at the end of that tunnel, it's just that we're so fatigued that we're we're starting to feel more frayed and and less resilient and and more intolerant. I don't know. I I see that the intolerance growing. What is that a good word for this? Yeah, I do. I think that's a good word because it we're we're being asked to tolerate things that are not they're not um, innate for us to have to avoid connection in ways that we're so programmed to need as humans. Mm. So yeah, it's hard to tolerate. That's for sure. Yeah. It's just, everything is just so different. It's like the world has been uh, turned, you know, inside out and, and we have to kind of reinvent ourselves. And now with the holidays, we have to reinvent our holidays so let's let's talk a little bit about reinventing the holidays. I guess the first thing we could we could talk about is uh, the emotions. We we have to kind of untangle emotions and and try to get a grip now on how we're approaching our perceptions, our emotions. How are we approaching this holiday season? It's going to be different. So what what might you say about untangling these emotions? Yeah, I think that there's there can be so many emotions that live inside of us at once and it it can be really confusing and I think sometimes we often will numb emotion because if it if it feels like it doesn't make sense to our mind, we often don't take the time to explore it. So I think that just giving ourselves the opportunity and the space to see what's really living inside of us is there excitement in some ways or nostalgia of what was past? Is there some sort of sadness? Or is there joy for having, you know, something different that's exciting this year? I, there, there could be so many things that that are hidden beneath things that you might not even realize are there. And I think taking the time to sort of uh, understand what all is going on. And then once you can sort out what it is you're feeling, you can have a plan to either cope with it or or allow yourself the positive emotions mm. in a more fuller way. And, and those that are, are not coping well, as you say, those, those are prone to want to numb those feelings, to, to feel less rather than more. 
And uh, one self-coaching rule 101 is watch out for the overeating, the indulgent, indulgent eating, and the drinking. You know, we may want to dull our senses with alcohol, and we may want to numb our feelings and not have to feel the pain and the stress and the anxiety of this season. And the same with eating. I mean, eating affects the dopamine, the pleasure center. So we are prone to overeating. We're, we're prone to forgetting all those safeguards and moderation we use for most of the year. And we tend to go overboard. But this year in particular, we have to watch out. And there's this year with all of the, the changes and the way that things are going to be different. I just wonder how people react to that. Because I know for me and for most people, I know change is, is difficult, especially when we didn't ask for the change or we didn't expect it. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think human beings, you know, somehow on some level, change is is rather threatening in general. It's the old adage, the devil you know versus the devil you don't. And we're comfortable with the familiar. And, and that's why the holidays tend to evoke that, that repetition of the things we did last year and the year before and as children. And we try to recreate those things. So when there's a need for change, that puts us into a situation where we feel somewhat out of control because we're, we're not sure what that change is going to bring. And I, I guess also, as things are changing it probably is important to just pay close attention to the things that are most meaningful to you during during this season in particular. And I'm sure with a little creativity and a little resiliency, there's got to be ways to keep those things alive, the things that are, are the most precious. Mm -hmm. Give us any examples you could think of. What might be a creative attempt for this holiday season? Sure. I, I was actually just thinking back to our Thanksgiving this year. Um, we typically have our Thanksgiving with our cousins, and it's one of our favorite holidays because we're all together. This year, instead of gathering in real life in 3D form, we all met on Zoom and we had this family trivia game that that we played. And we were able to spend time together in a way that was important because we were able to connect and and have that feeling of family and togetherness and something that it only once a year, it only feels like that on Thanksgiving. And so we were able to recreate the part that was really important. We didn't get to eat all the food together and do all the other things, but, but the part that was the most meaningful still existed. And so it felt filling in its yeah, own way. And, and it wasn't, we put it together. You did. And, you know, so you were the catalyst, you were the inventor, you came up with the idea. And I say all that because it just takes one person in a family to just start thinking out of the box, to come up with a solution, to bring other people in, to bring other family members in. So if you're listening to this podcast, take, take a lesson from Lauren. She just decided that she wasn't going to accept not having a family get together. And she did it in a way that everyone was both entertained and contained within the realm of family gatherings again in a Zoom fashion. So we're, we're becoming acclimated to Zoom. This is one thing about human nature. We are adaptable. And anyone that feels they don't want to change, that may be a normal resistance. But if you realize just how much we are survival machines, it's amazing how we can adapt to any situation. So don't limit yourself. 
take that lesson from Lauren, whatever the circumstances, you know, it's the lemons to lemonade, whatever the circumstances make something meaningful. If it's not family uh, kind of dimension, then make it meaningful for you. What can be something that you could do that could make this holiday season memorable? Right. And there's a chance also that because every, all of our structures are sort of crumbling around us and everything's being reinvented. It's kind of an interesting opportunity to create new traditions that might even last into the future when you have the option for other normal things. You know, one day we will look back and COVID will be in the rearview mirror and we'll remember the struggle. We'll remember the craziness that our world became. And and we'll look back and and we we may look back at the holiday season very fondly or not but if it's fond if it's a fondly then is that a word fondly uh, i think it is fondly it's <laughs> kind of strange doesn't <laughs> you it? added an extra syllable in there <laughs> so we look back with fond <laughs> memories fondness <laughs> fondness thank you i like fondly <laughs> but we we look back and and if it's if it really was a meaningful and memorable experience, we'll look back just how 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 we, we were able to recapture that. And there'll be some self-pride in that. The fact that we we kind of stuck our heads up above the water and, and we 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 didn't let this this whole COVID thing drown us and we made something meaningful come out of the depths. I think I think that's something that we we want to be able to look back with and and just feel our own sense of resilience and yeah we did that and you know that was fantastic and you know the the essence of what might happen might be something quite surprising because we're limited to to kind of very intimate kind of experiences we we have to invent things that are more truly grounded in meaning rather than the the typical uh, holiday hype you know the hallmark and all this stuff you see on tv and people showing up at the doorstep with presents and cars showing up in the driveway here this is your red automobile for being but people who die who who buy into the hype they're at risk because basically they're going to make a comparison and they're going to compare and they're going to say well this isn't that hallmark vision this certainly isn't that family vision and and they're going to be prone to really letting that be depressing so i feel number one is you really don't want to start comparing this holiday season to any other because it is not like any other holiday season absolutely yeah and there'll never be another one like it so this is the one chance to try and you know make something interesting and different and and as you say find meaning in the things that are truly important aside from all of the holiday hype or the nostalgia of the past what is it what are the things that are truly important and most people would probably answer that question with connection i would assume i was also going to say i you know i wholeheartedly agree with the idea of creating meaning and cultivating joy but i think every probably every year but especially this year there probably should be some time spent on acknowledging what has been lost. And I I think until you're able to do that, you probably can't move to the place where you're just going to find joy. So this year, there's been a lot of loss for everybody. Um, Some people have had really difficult losses of family members. Others have lost jobs. 
um, healthcare workers, teachers have lost their time and their sense of work-life balance. And everybody, I think, has lost their sense of normalcy. So I just think that taking time to acknowledge that and and finding ways to honor it probably is a good first step before trying to then create this new holiday expression. Yeah, yeah, that's that's important to acknowledge the loss. I guess the the other side of that is if you if you're not acknowledging the loss, then it it festers somewhere beneath the level of consciousness, and and that's where you know the moods come in and depression comes in. By acknowledging it, you are not running away from it, and you're dealing with it. So so I I, I agree. I think we we need to acknowledge the loss and then take that step forward. And you know it's the hard part is that. You know, the holidays do bring up, and I think it's kind of natural, it brings up holidays past, the the holidays we've had growing up, the holidays we've had, you know, recently. And and there's something special about that, and there's something nostalgic and, and pleasant about that. So we don't we don't want to forget the past, but we don't want to compare this experience with the past as kind of a competitive thing. I mean, I think of the past and I remember drunken Santa. <laughs> oh boy. Did I ever tell you about Drunken Santa? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I was about, I guess, five, maybe let's say around five. I was young. And we were at my aunt's, and myself and my cousin Celeste, we were waiting for Santa to show up. Now, Santa was the man across the street who had a really cool Santa outfit, I have to say. And he would go from house to house to house. And, you know, tell all the children Merry Christmas and, and all of that, bring cheer, right? But what happened is that every time he'd go to one house, they'd offer him a shot and a beer, shot and a beer. So we were at the end of the list. So by the time he got to our house, Santa was drunken Santa. I mean, he came in and he <laughs> was he he was threatening. He was, he was the scariest person with a white beard I think I've ever seen in my life. Well, my cousin and I, we we dove under my aunt's bed and my cousin got stuck. I think it was her hair or her clothing. And they had to dismantle the bed all the time while she's crying. I'm crying. Drunken Santa is rolling around in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we have memories, some good, some bad, some funny, but but they're all endearing. And and it's very important for us to, as I say, not compete with the. Not that we want to compete. With, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know if I want to live that traumatizing experience. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I think that we 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 all we all have those memories. Just just the memories, the ones that that we we think back on and we laugh at and and we draw ourselves back. These are the things that make the holiday season special, the memorable moments, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, but they're all memorable. So this season, that's what I think we're, we're kind of pointing at. Let's, let's find something that we could point at and make memorable. And, and I think you have to step out of the box. You were kind of insinuating that long where you, you need to create, but in order to do that, you might not have the answer you might not have the creation ready, but let's keep our mind open. Let let it come to you, perhaps. But but be looking for something to do 
with your family or with yourself? What can you do to, to give yourself something special this holiday season? Because we will look back. It will be behind us. Those masks will come off and we'll be able to communicate and, and just have the experiences of friendship that we once had. It's going to happen. But until it does, it doesn't do anyone any good to brood, to be negative, to get depressed. So let's, let's keep our chin up, fight the good fight, and let's do the best we can. But the holidays present challenges. That's why I like what you say about acknowledging the pain, Lauren. It's definitely important to allow all of the emotions to be there. And even when you speak of the nostalgia from the past, I think a lot of people have, there's an element of sadness that 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 is, in fact, in the past. Um, so I think knowing that that's true and knowing that that's normal and okay, it allows for some space for something new. I just, it sounds so simple, but it's really profound when you really do allow yourself to acknowledge those feelings because we're programmed to stuff them down and to not look at them. So and giving, sorry, I guess that's why they call it the holiday blues, right? I guess so. Yeah. I guess it all sort of like comes to the surface at this yeah. time of year. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of, uh, of, uh, a person I knew when I was working as an intern in San Diego in men's men's rehab. These were prisoners that were sent to the rehab as a halfway house. And there was a man named Harry. And Harry was a, had been in jail for 30 years. He was a, a convicted uh, armed bank robber. And he had just been released a few weeks earlier. And he was in the rehab, and he was really a, a good and jovial kind of guy. But he started to get depressed as we were approaching the holiday season. And more and more, he, he stopped showing up for our counseling sessions. He was becoming more reclusive. And I, and I kept saying to him, well, what's wrong, Harry? Why, why, why the mood? Why is it so much? Is it the holidays? And he admitted, yes, it was the holidays. But he was feeling he missed, he missed prison. You see, Harry was now in a world where he had too many challenges, too many choices, and he missed the security of prison. He was institutionalized. Everyone told him what to do, when to do it. He didn't have to think. He felt just so much safer. So here he was now in a world where he had to make all these choices and decisions and feeling totally out of control. Well, long story short, the day before Christmas, Harry went to that same bank that he robbed 30 years earlier with a gun and robbed the same bank again and was put back in prison again. So it sounds kind of crazy, but I understood it. You see, Harry just wanted to go back and experience those 30 holiday seasons with the security he had known. And we tend to do that sometimes when we try to go back or regress to a childlike view of the holidays or the season, or even our lives. Sometimes, rather than going forward, we, we try to regress and hold on too tightly to the past. And what happens, like Harry, is that you wind up in a predicament where you're not advancing your life, you're just kind of stalling it. And Harry Harry's life stalled out for 30 years. I don't know what happened to Harry, but I do know he was probably feeling quite safe. And, you know, that was Harry's lot in life. Feeling safe was more important to, to Harry than progressing and becoming a, a better human being. 
but you know we're not Harry, and we we are not coveting a, a prison cell. Thank God, <laughs> but but we do need to realize that even with the the this this dire need to to transcend this pandemic, we need to realize that the path forward is really the answer. And as much and as soothing as the past is, we can't go back and recapture the past. You know, so so it's important to recognize that the illusion. The nostalgic illusion of wishing we were back then and letting that depress us, wanting to hold on to what was, is is kind of a denial of what is. And to me, that's that's not a remedy for ultimate success. Do you, do you follow that, Lauren? Yeah. In fact, as you were speaking, it almost sounds like our mind can be like that prison that that Harry returned to. It's like our mind tries to hold us back from from allowing new possibility because it's it it perceives it as unsafe and so we keep you know going back to what is considered safe but there's really no opportunity there it's very restrictive yeah it's our mind can be very restrictive we tend to get tunnel vision so often and and we we lose sight of the bigger picture and i i don't know i guess i feel that we do best when we are you know, not in a position to covet being in control. Let's call it being in an over-controlling environment where we we tend to be anxious about all things. And and I think with the holidays and with the new year, the advent of the new year down the road, a couple of more weeks, I think it's important to recognize that we need to continue to evolve and adapt. And those that don't evolve and adapt, uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to be held back by their own tangled emotions, because we weren't meant to be in in Harry's cubicle, his jail cell. We we were meant to expand and change and flow with our lives. So I think, from a psychological perspective, you know, it is entirely important to recognize that the holidays are a catalyst for a lot of things, for connecting, for reconnecting, but mostly they are also a, a vision of what's ahead and what, what our lives need to be. So let's let's use the holidays and the, the advent of the new year to plow through this, this silly, crazy pandemic and just come to the other side of it and just realizing the the ultimate resiliency of our lives and our just our, our endurance. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a rough time for a lot of people, and I think we all empathize in one way or another with those that aren't so fortunate. I mean, you and I are sitting here, and we are fortunate. We wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast. So we 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 need to help those that we can in any way that we can. Those that are struggling and needing a, a helping hand, well, maybe that helping hand has to come virtually. And and that's okay. And that's what we're doing with this podcast. That's what Zoom is all about. We're, we're learning to communicate. We're learning to work. We're learning to do things in an adaptive way. We've changed. We've evolved. It's a Darwinian experience. The ability to reach out and connect with one another has never been halted. There's always a way. People always find a way. And that is very alive in, in all of this. And I was just thinking about something my friend said this past March, you know, she was joking around, but it's an interesting um, concept. But she said, you know, on New Year's, 
she said this year, you know, we all get together and we celebrate this new year because we all, you know, hope it's going to be this amazing year. And she, you know, was disgruntled uh, in March. And she's like, you know what? I'm not celebrating the new year until it's over. <laughs> so I'll celebrate it once it's over, once I know it's worth celebrating. But I just it's, you know, it's an interesting concept that we all we do the idea of hope and that things will change, evolve and get better. That idea is, is alive in in everyone's hearts. Like we we all want to believe that there is a hope for a brighter new year. Hope. Yeah, that's the word. Hope. Uh, let's talk a little bit about hope. It's it's an interesting uh, emotion, isn't it? I guess we call it an emotion. But I think so. Yeah. I mean, hope. What is hope? Hope is hope is, I think, a leap of faith where where without hope. Uh, there's only what desolation. Um, so, what is hope? It's a leap of faith. What would you think? Can you add to that? Yeah, it's a belief. I guess it's a belief. You always say like a risk and trusting. I think there's there you can't have control over hope. Yeah, it's it's trust. It's it's a again it's a leap of faith. Uh, those that have hope do much better and live their lives very differently than those that do not have hope or if they hope less. And yet it's a choice. Whether you are hopeful or hopeless, isn't it just who, who chooses to believe in what? Like you say, it's a belief. So cultivate hope and be hopeful. And there's every reason in the world to be hopeful. So you know, you can you can argue the fact that things are hopeless, but that's not factual. That's that's one of those emotional fictions. So, especially in these these times of high expectations and amplification of emotions, let's let's keep hope for a better future front and center. And and you know, it is always a choice, and it is always an option to be hopeful. So let's let's be sure that we're not drifting into a a morass of hopelessness. That's just shabby thinking. Mm. Is it Shakespeare who says things are as they are? They're neither good nor bad. It is our thoughts that make it so. And that was me, <laughs> Doctor Joe. Uh, but <laughs> but that quote, I think uh, it's important because you know just catching catching ourselves and becoming aware of our thinking, especially around this time of year, we might be able to shift some of our situations, maybe not all of it, but you might be able to make a neutral situation better instead of worse yeah, based on the way you're perspective. Say that quote again. Just say it again. I want to hear that again. I may be ad-libbing, but, but the general don't. quote is, <laughs> um, things are as they are. They're neither good nor bad but it is our thoughts that make it so. See, I, the reason I like that so much is because most people will look at this pandemic and they'll say, it's bad. It's a terrible thing. It's a horrible thing. And understandably so. But can you imagine the relief, the separation you can achieve if you realize that the pandemic just is, it is what it is. And it's how we react to it. It's a challenge, but we don't need to go into the negativity of it and how terrible it is and how horrible it is because the world just is, the pandemic just is. 
what we call it, what we say to ourselves, that's what determines how we react to it. So I'm not saying the pandemic is a good thing. I'm really obviously not saying that. But if I if I refuse to accept what is, and if I don't want this pandemic to be around and I snap my feet like a child saying, no, 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 I'm only creating psychological friction. What I try to do is I try to neutralize that. I try not to imbue this pandemic with, with my anger, with my resentment. I try to stay apart from it and deal with life on a pragmatic basis. What do I have to do? Washing hands, wear a mask, social distancing. But I do that without feeling the pain and the friction of resenting, of uh, feeling uh, just uh, victimized. So I think it's important to realize that the world doesn't bring us to our knees. We do. And if you have a resilient attitude, if you refuse to be cowered by negativity and resentment and all of those negative emotions, then you can remain somewhat buoyant as we go through these times. The, the lack of resilience typically comes from the lack of hope, as we were talking, uh, the lack of adaptability. And all of that is contingent on us not getting dragged down into our own thoughts your moments will be defined by you, not by Hollywood or Hallmark. And, and you need to define what this experience is going to be. So I'm, I'm sure, Lauren, you and I both would like to uh, look at these, this possibility for this holiday season and, and let it unfold with, with the full knowledge that, that maybe something brilliant will come to us and, and we'll have this memorable experience, or maybe not. Mm-hmm. But you see, the thing is that we're open to it and, and we're receptive to it. And that begins with just understanding the possibility is there. So with the holiday season, my intention, and I'll ask you about your intentions, but my intention is to be receptive to possibilities. Possibilities that sitting here right now, I have no idea what they might be. But if I'm receptive to being open to possibilities, then I think it's it, it really is a good thing because good things can happen. We, we weren't going to have a Christmas tree this year because no one's coming. No one will be here. No one would see the tree. And, you know, it requires getting boxes out of the garage and doing this and doing that. And, and I know my wife really enjoys Christmas and always has, more so than me because I, I do the boxes in and out of the garage. <laughs> but... I picked up a tree the other day and just decided to run out and get one. I just brought it home. I asked for the smallest tree they had and brought it home. And it it changed the whole mood of our two-person household. Just just having the smell of the Christmas tree, as opposed to not doing it, which we were inclined to do, is to just, well, let's just get through this. We don't need a tree this year. No one's coming. And that's that's okay too. But we decided or I decided and you know just put that in as a catalyst and and I think it changed our mood I'm speaking for my wife and and but I do see that she's enjoying having that tree little things like that you know I I wasn't planning on getting the tree and I guess what I'm saying is be receptive to those positive impulses and and I decided not to concede to a christmas without some tradition and 
And it just occurred to me, and I acted on that impulse, and it seems to have had a, a positive effect. And I'm sure we will enjoy that tree, my wife and I, and anyone that sees the photographs will take of it. But but that's that's what I feel is important for me, is to be receptive to the impulses that might come my way, that might suggest alternatives, options, and ways to to really enjoy this holiday season in a unique way. Now, that's me. What about you, Lauren? My intention going into the holidays is to be receptive, as you said, and open and present, and also to approach the season with a sense of gratitude. So just searching you know, every day in all places for the things that I have to be grateful for. And it just shifts your perspective completely. So of course, you know, I think everyone in the world right now could be thinking about things that they've lost. And we all have in some way. And of course, you could be thinking about, you know, the negative ways that things have changed. And yet there's also the opportunity to approach things with gratitude. And anyone listening to this uh, certainly has a reason to be grateful. We're alive. We're here. We are, you know, we're in, we're, there is so much in our lives that, that is there to be noticed. And I think as the holidays unfold, I just want to be acutely aware for all of the things, big and little, that I have to be grateful for. And I actually was thinking of it specifically just the other day when I was decorating our little Christmas tree with our ornaments and just putting each ornament on and just remembering all these, you know, these memories and how fortunate I am to have those experiences to think back on. And that's just one example. I mean, there are just things that appear throughout the day, every day. And when you are present and receptive, you you have the ability to notice that there is an abundance of joy and love in, in this world right now, even amidst all the darkness. Gratitude. That's that's an important concept for, for lots and lots of reasons. But it's so easy when you lose perspective to just feel nothing is worthwhile, just feeling ripped off by life. Uh, that's That's an easy pit to fall into. Having gratitude sometimes requires a little effort just to take a breath and look around and and really see because it's there there are things in your life to be grateful for and and it's important to tie into those things if you ignore that which you need to be grateful for then uh, unfortunately it diminishes you but if you embrace them as Lauren is saying, if you embrace with gratitude the life that you have and the opportunity and the potential, then life itself becomes different for you in this moment. And we're always talking in these podcasts about being present. And the present is all we have. We have a present that contains this virus. And that's that's what we have right now. That's what it is. With gratitude, we can realize that we still have potential to mold and shape these moments, moment by moment, day by day. So make those moments into something that we can feel grateful for, do something, feel something, but most importantly, recognize that that life isn't really something you could put on hold. 
So this holiday season is not meant to be put on hold. There's a saying that storms make trees take deeper roots. And I think although we're in a bit of a storm right now in terms of our external world and and all that's happening, we're all growing stronger in different ways, whether we realize it or not. And we're being given the opportunity to truly evolve. And I think if we approach the holidays with that in mind, we hopefully will come out the other end with a memorable experience. You know, that's, that's so true. You know, what, what is it? What is the saying? What, what doesn't storm? Oh, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. There you go. What, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger and growing those roots. Uh, And you're right. You're right. These are the things that, you know, build muscle, psychological muscle, emotional muscle. And you're right. We are, we are becoming more resilient because of this, because of our endurance. Very good. Now I, I, I can't promise that I would feel this resiliency if drunk Santa showed up <laughs> <laughs> with, with a mask, of course. <laughs> I wonder where drunk Santa is. He was, well, he was an old guy then. But so anyway, to all the good people and not the drunk Santas of the world and all those that are going to be creative and do something really special this season. I'd like to just send my holiday wishes, not just for the holiday season, but for the rest of this year as we finally get to the end of that tunnel, because it's going to happen. Is that right, Lauren? Oh, yes. Yes. I'd also like to wish everyone a very healthy and comforting, joyful new year. Oh, that's great. And visit our selfcoaching.net website where you can learn more about our self-coaching philosophy. And check out my number one best-selling books, now published in 10 languages. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle is not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless. And you are not powerless. So remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join us next week, and let's make it simple together. Reach out for your dreams Don't surrender, there is more than it seems Hold on and fight, follow your heart This is your way, life is what you make of it Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams Don't surrender